Out of the ashes you will rise. If you feel sad, lost, depressed, finances are in the gutter, social life, you're lonely. Out of the ashes you will rise. Here in my garage, invest in yourself. Always be curious. Don't be a cynic. Sleeping on a couch in a mobile home with only $47 in my bank account. When everything's burnt to the ground, when you're sad, lost, and depressed, and everything's at rock bottom, you get to rebuild the exact and precise way you want the damn thing rebuilt. Health, wealth, love, happiness, each of these four goals. In case you missed the last episode, make sure you go back and check it out. Here's what went down. What did Jordan say to you? You'd be great one day, young fella. You'd be great one day. I gotta remember that line. That's a great, that's the way to talk shit on the court. You'd be good one day. Special, man. Coming up today. Man is naturally aggressive, wants its own resources, wants to survive, even if it's at the expense of other people. Now, some people might say that's too harsh, but they don't understand what Will Durant, the Pulitzer Prize, and maybe the smartest man or the wisest man of the last century said that the second law of biology is that nature is survival. It's a struggle. There will always be a struggle between organisms. And some people can't cope with that. They think the world's a fantasy land. I just want everybody to remember in this Super Bowl that the Patriots came back and basically scored 31 points in a quarter, a little over a quarter. That's insanity. And, uh, you know, Brady stayed so calm under pressure. I was, we're here eating after the Super Bowl and I was roasting some people on Twitter. Because if you watch my Twitter, I like to clap back at people who try to talk crap to me. And a lot of people now just like to do it just for fun. And... Somebody asked, how come I do it? And I said, well, a couple reasons. One is it teach you, teaches you just verbal dexterity. You know, you gotta, you have to understand words. And it's kind of like a puzzle. They say that older people who play puzzles or play chess or backgammon are less likely to have Alzheimer's because the brain, you, you use it or, or you lose it. Most people lose it. So that's one thing. Number two, it teaches you how to be calm under pressure because people are like aggressive towards you and you learn to fight it off a little bit. But the third thing, and, and that's all kind of like this game, like Tom Brady had to be cool under pressure. He just drove that fourth quarter, especially in overtime. He got the ball and it was just like everybody knew what he was going to do. Little 10-yard drives all the way. What did, what did he say? He matriculated Zach up the, up the field. Who used to say that? Hank Strand, Strand, a Kansas City coach, Zach, so tell me about it. He used to say, matriculate up the field. And then, like I said, I guarantee you when they were down, those Patriots were down 28-3, that you could hear the boos. I talked to T.O.'s, a friend of mine. He said, I said, can you hear the people from the crowd yelling? He said, dude, the way these football fields are, you can hear everything. So Tom Brady had people, I'm sure, yelling, you suck, you're falling apart. But yet he was able to stay calm under all that. It's kind of like why it's good to sometimes reply back to people who are negative. And the third thing that I'll say, and this is a very, I, I should do a separate video on this, but basically what I've found, a lot of people will tell you that when people are aggressive to you or talk crap about you, if you talk back, it's gonna ignite the fire and make it bigger, but it's actually not true. I've tested both ways. It, it, for the most part, with some exceptions, it puts the fire out because humans are naturally aggressive. 
That's what people don't understand. Now, if you're a religious person, you might believe this because the Bible and different things said that man is naturally sinful. If you're an atheist, you won't believe this, but if you study evolution, it will basically lead you to the same conclusion, that man is naturally aggressive, wants its own resources, wants to survive, even if it's at the expense of other people. It was a little bit like, I'll give you an example, practical. When I was at Palm Springs, you might have seen my vlog about three or four days ago. There was about, I brought 29 people. So we were all sitting on the outside of one of the hotel lounge areas. And a few of them got up that were at tables. We had about eight tables and two of us, uh, two of the tables got up and came to talk to me for some business stuff. And some other people tried to sit in the tables. So we just turned around politely and said, oh no, no, we're still sitting there. You see our stuff, it's still sitting there. And this one old dude goes, oh, you're taking a pretty big footprint here at the hotel. And I just turned around right away and I said, yeah, I fucking bought 21 rooms. So I get 21 fucking tables here. You bought one, you get one. And he shut up and walked away. Now some people might say that's too harsh, but they don't understand what Will Durant, the Pulitzer Prize, and maybe the smartest man, or the wisest man of the last century said. That the second law of biology is that nature is survival. It's a struggle. There will always be a struggle between organisms. Even right now in life, some organisms in your body want to live and your body's going to create antibodies to kill them. Every vi virus that kills you, HIV, Ebola, is actually a life form, although some people question whether a virus is technically alive, but it's literally an organism wanting to survive, and it'll kill you if it needs to take your body. That's what parasites are. That's what mosquitoes do. They're not trying to kill people with Zika. They're not trying to kill people with malaria. They're fighting because they eat human and animal blood. That's what mosquitoes do. That's how they survive and feed their babies. So in a world where there's no aggression, you would literally have mosquitoes, in fact, uh, you know, biting you and you do nothing. There's some re small religious groups in India. I think they're called Jainists, J-A-I-N-I-S-T, Jainists. And they, they put a mask over their face so they won't ingest accidentally any bugs. But you know what? They kill bugs every step they take. So it's not even possible to not have conflict. So if you try to run from every conflict, conflict is gonna find you, it'll chase you. Sometimes you just stand up for yourself, like I did at the hotel. Now that guy, there was plenty of other tables. There was 10 other tables five feet away. He was just being an asshole. So, uh, tit for tat, I started out nice to him. I was like, hey man, we're still at that, see all our backpacks and laptops there? He could have just said, oh, no problem. I'll move over there with my one other, it was him and a woman. And then move it, but he he tried to be aggressive, so I shut him down. And there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, I think what happens in the world, I my this is my amateur psychology. A lot of people don't grow up with a dad, or if they did have a dad, the dad was somewhat absent or weird. There's a lot of cases of this nowadays for different reasons. But there's a lot of single moms. My mom was single mom. So what happens is in a mother and father relationship, and it doesn't always, I'm not being sexist or gender, locking people into gender, but it's a fact that men have more testosterone. In fact, men have a tremendous amount more testosterone, 17 times more on average. My cousin Maya got tested for her blood testosterone. She came back at 25 was her rating. Mine is 1100. So anybody that tries to say men and women are the same has never done a blood test. 
I looked at Maya's results. I said, wait a sec, you got to send the blood test back. We called the lab. They're like, nope, women are usually 25 to 30, and men are anywhere from 300 to 1,200, depending on how much they work out and their, their DNA, and their, you know, their genes. So going back to single mom, single dad, men are more conflict prone. So like most murders, about 80% of murders are men. Um, but at the flip side, men, just think of it this way. Who would you want protecting you in a hand-to-hand combat on average? Because I know some Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt women that are tougher than almost any man. Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm. But on average, if you want to take UFC fighters, who would you rather have protecting you? Holly Holm in a fist fight? Or, you know, heavyweight champion? Or even Conor McGregor, if you like lightweight guys. So men have more twitch muscles. Men are built for more conflict. Again, some people get butt hurt when I say this, but I don't give a shit because it's science and you can't. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions, but not entitled to their own facts. Again, there's some women stronger than a lot of men. I know Becca Swanson's a friend of mine, strongest woman in history. She bench pressed over 600 pounds. So she's stronger than me. So I know women out there are stronger, but not on average. On a- And Becca ain't stronger than Rome. Rome weighs th- 315 pounds. So what happens in households nowadays is that when there's no father there, no father who's actually healthy in terms of his approach to conflict, because you can be unhealthy and always fight and always violent. People grow up and don't understand how to deal with conflict. I I think it's something I've had to learn as an adult, because what happens is you either teeter on one edge of the teeter-totter. You either become too passive and let people walk over you, or you become too aggressive and you're fighting everybody. So a good dad and a good mom, let me add. This is part, you know, in Sweden, they wouldn't like me saying this because in Sweden, everything's 50-50. So fine, mothers and fathers. If you want to take that route, then a lot of moms suck at teaching this too. But I was trying to come up with with an alibi for women and blame it on men. Blame it on absent fathers. But whatever you do, find somebody in life that can teach you how to be properly aggressive so that you're not too weak or too strong. Both will get you killed. So, anyway. Tom Brady was a great role model. When they were talking crap to him and the crowd was heckling him, the best way to silence people is be better than them. That's what he did in this football game. No matter what they say, he can hold up five rings. No matter what Atlanta Hawks say, I mean Falcons, I always call them the damn. Why does Atlanta have so many teams named after birds? Atlanta Hawks, Falcons. Anyway, uh, he's got five rings. So that's a great way to shut people up too. That's like Michael Jordan one time, there's a video. Do you see this video? There was a young dude, Michael Jordan, that retired, gained a little weight. He was playing basketball with this guy who was good. And this kid looked down at Michael Jordan and started talking crazy crap. Just like, oh, I'm better than you, old man, da da da. And Jordan looked down at him and said, whose name are on your shoes? <laughs> he was wearing Jordan. He said, shut the fuck up. You're wearing my shoes, son. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Jordan didn't throw a blow, but he set that guy in place because he didn't let that fire get any bigger. You let that fire get bigger, and next thing you know, it'll get too big to put out. So some people, you got to clamp them down. Don't listen to the people that tell you. I read an interesting book that said throughout history, about 20% of people have always said you should not resist. So for example, like thousands of years ago when the Vikings were coming at the village gates, there are about 20% of people by their very DNA are naturally too passive. 
And then there's about 20% of people who are too aggressive. They, they call it the warrior gene. They'll get in fights over nothing, you know, one drink, someone looks at them, they almost get killed. But there's also 20% of people that are always ready to give up. You see that in every war. In World War II, there were people saying, we shouldn't go to war with Adolf Hitler. Well, they were fools. You had to blast somebody like him. The only thing Hitler understood was steel. And there's some people like that. And some people can't cope with that. They think the world's a fantasy land. It's not, even now in the modern world, some people are opposed to military spending. And, and I do agree that we should spend more on education than military. I agree with that. And I do agree it's possible to overspend on military. But I can promise you it's possible to underspend on military too. I can, and I'll give you two real examples. World War I, America had basically disbanded its military and it took us two years to create enough, to, to get the military back in place because before then was something called isolationism where they said we won't interfere in any global affairs. Well, it almost caused the end of the world. That's World War I was a massive problem. It was wars in every continent, Africa, Asia, South America, even North America, Europe, of course. Um, and so that's one example of being underprepared for conflict. The second one in World War II, because of Pearl Harbor, we had almost all of our boats, our whole fleet in one port. And the only thing that saved the American Navy, which was the key to winning World War II over Japan, was the fact that the, some of the boats were out doing a naval exercise. So the Japanese didn't blow them up. So America really needed a bigger Navy. It took us two years to rebuild our Navy. That's why, um, that's why MacArthur had to evacuate the Philippines because there was no boats when the Japanese went down there. There was no US Navy to come at all. They just told him, get the hell out of there. He got out of there, I believe, on a motorboat. <laughs> that's what the American Navy had been, uh, had to resort to a motorboat to get rid of their top general, I mean, to evacuate their top general. So there's, once again, is proof and evidence that you can be too weak-minded when it comes to conflict. So in my opinion, America needs a strong military. At the same time, you have to keep the ratios common sense. You cannot spend, you know, a trillion dollars on the military and zero dollars on bridges. Like the bridges in America are falling apart, which actually create a terror hazard because if there was ever biological terror in the United States and the bridges couldn't hold it or the hospital's infrastructure is not there. So I think this, if as long as you stay within the boundaries of common sense, you will understand how to deal with aggression. Anyway, I don't know how I got off this from watching the Super Bowl, but I did. And uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go eat. If you want the chance to enter into one of my free giveaways, here's all you have to do. Number one, subscribe to my podcast. And then secondly, leave an honest review of my podcast. What do you think of it? All right, I pick random reviewers to win either an iPhone 7, a GoPro Black, a MacBook Air, iPad, Kindle. And then I've been doing these uh, once a month free car giveaways, giving away a Mustang or Camaro to one random social media follower, podcast followers are entered into that too. So you get your free chance to enter. Just leave an honest review and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. All right. I hope you win one of the giveaways. Talk to you soon. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or wherever it is you like to listen so that you don't miss out on any new episodes as they come out.